Yes, and as always, that introduction there only means one thing when you hear that is, uh, and that is we're about to bring you another show of Two Smoking Guns right here on 88.3 Southern FM, Sounds of the Bayside. And, and the streaming. <laughs> and, of, uh, and a multitude of uh, podcast platforms. You've only got to type us into the www. G-O-O-G-L-E. <laughs> You'll find us everywhere. Google. Uh, just remember, there's no, uh, there's no G on smoking. There's just a little apostrophe up there. I top. actually showed my mother how Did to you? get the show on her iPad the really? other day. All of that has taken a year. Show Googling an iPad. It's only taken it's, 100 it's episodes taken a to get it there. <laughs> well, I'll tell I you did what. Have, I did have the, the feeling that she didn't actually really want to listen to it. But while I was there, I forced My mother her to just sit doesn't down understand it. it. No, that's exactly <laughs> and right. she said, and as for the music. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Well, that's, <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> well, and of course, that uh, those dulcet tones are uh, my great mate and partner in crime, the prince of the panel, the maestro of all things music. The king of the stings and the bearer of the board. Hello, Rutsy. Hello, Scotty. <laughs> hey, um, just quickly, yes. um, before we dive into the stuff. Yes. Um, we, uh, I told you about our art show that we were having to raise you money did. for Headspace. You did. And we've had that. How did you go? And it went very well. I'm pleased to report. Very good. We had 78 individual artists submit some artwork. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, it took a while to hang. <laughs> Lots of screws on the wall. What was it? <laughs> it took uh, several hours and a couple of refreshments. Oh. Yes, but we got there. Did you have to take them down? No. Well, the plan of the night, and this is how it rolled out. We had about 150, 160 people roll through. Yeah, beautiful. So it was magnificent. We had a band there. We had an open, we had a fire. <laughs> all that sort of stuff Shock going on. You go. Oh, look at you us go. go. And um, sold an auction. So press. Press bang go yeah. and um, sold all of them. Fantastic. And raised seven thousand dollars wow. for the people at Headspace yeah, up in a, Bentley. And what a great cause. Who do a bit of work for early youth psychosis. So uh, they're all um, front and centre and very happy and the feedback's been great and um, I think I've got enough um, karma credits now. <laughs> To walk across water. I feel like I'm Mary Magdalene or something like that. You think you'll just go across the Red Sea about a foot above? I think I've done my my good thing. And then then I doubled down on Friday night. You know how cold it's been? It's freezing. It's freezing. Freezing. Ultimate winter warmer. Go. Uh, Which dish would you go? uh, Oh, lamb shanks? Correct. Bang. 100%. (laughs) 11 hour. Oh, really? 11 hours. Was there anything left? Put them on at 10 o'clock in the morning (laughs) really low. And then ultimate winter warmer dessert? Um, Apple and rhubarb crumble. Oh, yeah. That's your bride. That's what your bride's specialty, I reckon. She's great. So we had a good night Friday night. Very good. with with my newfound wild knowledge, paired with a Malbec, a Malbec from Mendoza in Argentina. Ah, hmm. which side of the hill? Oh, it's on the uh, the the Andes. Uh, if you know the Andes, yes, you yes. know your geography. Yes, named after. That's me. hard up on the west <laughs> of the Andes, of the east side of the Andes. Sorry, not right. The west side. So we did all that, and then um, I don't know what else happened on the weekend. Um, Our footy team won. Oh, <laughs> in a. Arm wrestle, playing, slog fest. Playing the waffle side. <laughs> the waffle thirds. Oh, anyway, we got there. They were all. How was your weekend? Uh, yeah, yes, it was good. Yeah, we you know, just sort of fluffed around. And I tell you what, I, I did go and get my fourth shot. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's, it gave me a bit of grief. Is it? Yeah. I, well, I actually got it done. Did yes. I not put it in the arm? Yeah. <laughs> That was optional. <laughs> I went for plan B. Uh, the the derriere. Uh, the funster spot. <laughs> no, no, no. Got it in the uh, got it in the left arm jab. Um, but it's still, it's still giving me a sting today. Oh, yeah. see, and, see, either that could be operator error in terms of the insertion of the needle. Right. Or it could be a reaction to the vaccine. Yeah, well, and the other thing then was uh, I had the chilled cold sweats last night. Oh, so, see, that so could be anything, mate. Yeah, but I didn't have it the night before. Yeah? Yeah, straight after the needle, you know. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so well, Sunday afternoon and then yeah, last night, yeah. No, you can I, have your... Uh, I wake up on a waterbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I can't get that image out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> and you can have a, a monkey pox vac, do you think? Uh, I'll tell you what. 
yeah. if we need a vax for monkeypox, yeah. it's all over. It's all over, isn't it's it? It's all over, Red Rover. I thought a tetanus shot might fix that. I'll tell you what, I reckon you're going to need a lot more than a tetanus shot. Hey? Uh, mate, this thing... Uh, well, it's you, like you, a bowler. You've, you've given you me a shot a, for a bowler? You, you've given me a little segue, yeah. if I may. Oh, I always do uh, that. Yes, exactly. You, know, just, you give me one, a little half volley through yeah, covers. just a little, a little one up um, the net to so, put away. Uh, where else did you monkeypox last week we spoke about this? Yeah, was, we was on the rise. Are we giving it too much airtime? Um well, not when it says monkeypox emergency. Right, well, fair so enough. So now then. we've got an emergency. That could be sub editing, though, you know. Faced with a surge, well, so we had an increase last week. Now, oh, now it's a, a surge, surge <laughs> in monkeypox cases. Yeah. The head of the WHO. What's that? The, the World, World Health, Health Organization. Organization. Just had a, to check. It's a committee. Spokesman you know? for. It's a committee. <laughs> is expected to declare on Sunday if the agency has decided to classify the outbreak as a global health emergency. Oh, wow. Right? The highest alarm it can sound. That's the highest alarm. Did you know that? A global, a global, a global health emergency. emergency. A I GHE. Reckon, I don't reckon COVID is was... Is that like even, a code blue? Yeah, but I don't reckon COVID was even given a global emergency. What about warning? foot and mouth? What's that got? I don't know. It depends how big your shoe is, I guess. <laughs> Uh, monkeypox has affected more than 15,800 people in 72 countries. Not Australia, though. Well, that's like three quarters of the world. How many countries are there? About 193 or something. Oh, there's more than that, I reckon. Isn't there, it's in the 190s, isn't it? I don't know. I'll well, anyway, check. well, there we go. So, well, maybe about a third of countries uh, in the world. Anyone out there know? Um, so, according to a tally by the US Centre's Disease Control and Prevention, published on July 20th, a surge in infections has been reported since early May. Outside the African countries where the disease has long, long been endemic. 195 Hey, there's only a couple off. Who do I leave very off? Very, close. What do I leave off? Peru or something? Or? 193 countries yep. that are member states of the United Nations and two that are non-member observer states. Well, there you go. The I Holy See and the statue, statue, State of Palestine. Oh, well, I didn't give them any credence and nor should I. Right. <laughs> there you go. It was a very um, good nearest the pin. WHO expert. Oh, they've got an expert. Yeah, they've got plenty of experts, yeah. those guys. Uh, warned on Saturday that monkeypox cases were rising. Well, no, they're surging. Yes. Um, Is that an epidemiologist? But they were rising exponentially. Oh, exponentially. And the global alarm must be sound. Right, very good. What's the? What do you think the sound is for monkeypox emergency? Be Have this, you got a sound for be me? This one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be that? Do you think? <laughs> you can't hardly take it seriously if you did that, would you? Uh, anyway. Do you want me to go on while you try and find the global emergency sound for monkeypox? Be that. <laughs> I told you. Pro- probably I not. I told you you were the king of sting. Not be that one. No. Be that one? That sounds like a monkey. Well, how about you just get hey, hey, we're the monkeys. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Play that. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That'll do. What that'll do. is that one? That scares me Very senseless. Good. That scares me senseless. Um, righto. What caught your eye? Oh, well, I tell you, I tell you, you know all this disease stuff. I yeah. think in good news. Oh, what good disease news. and good news go yeah, the same yeah, sentence? Good news. <laughs> yeah, right For on. many years, I've been unable to donate blood at the blood bank because uh, you went to the UK. Because I lived in the UK between yes. the years of nineteen eighty something and nineteen eighty something. Yes, you old foot and mouth, you. Where that mad cow? <laughs> yeah, mad cow. That's right. And I got a communication on Monday. Yep. That uh, it's all. Good now, and I can donate blood. Because we're running out of the red gear. Yeah. Yeah. So we're apparently um, apparently all bits are off now with the madness yeah. of the cowness. Well, that was, what was the hiatus? 25 years or something? Something in that order. Yeah. Which gives you an indication did, of how long it's I been. I did hear that on some particular So I'm, I'm off to uh, donate blood next are week. Are you? Yeah. I, do they still give you party pies? <laughs> Sausage rolls. Yeah. yeah, party hat. Used to be a, when I was at university, used to be a feed. <laughs> and a good one at that. Good one. <laughs> and I used to go to another place and donate as well. And you get something there as well. Oh, do you? Yes. Oh. That was a different deposit. Me love you a long time. Yeah, it was that nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. look at you go. Aren't I was you? a big donator aren't in the aren't day. You that? <laughs> I donated everything. You. <laughs> I'm not having to go any <laughs> further with any of that, because so, there's uh, a bazillion no. lines in there. No. Hey, um, 
Yeah, this caught my eye. We've got, we've got a couple of foodie bits today. Oh, yeah, I like but, the foodie but, bit. But this caught my eye. Uh, bacon and eggs with a Sicilian twist. Well, that's simple, right? Yeah, what is it? There's a bit of chilli on it, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. We'll go far away then. Educate me. Where else would it be other than Brunswick? <laughs> or Sicily, maybe, <laughs> I thought. Anyway. Uh, is there a more iconic brunch site than an oozing yolk, a lazy spill of golden eggy sunshine? I think not. Oh, yes, you've <laughs> had me at golden eggy sunshine. And yet, uh, at a place in Brunswick, um, no names, no pack drill because they don't sponsor us. Yeah. So, um, too bad, so sad. Um, a six-year-old cafe in Brunswick. They nevertheless managed to elevate an icon into something approaching true godliness. Godliness. Godliness now goes with food. God. Their egg flows not over mere toast, but onto pasta. Ah. Now, That's called a carbonara, I would well, have thought. Well, there you go. You're right in my wheelhouse, right? Because I'm sitting there thinking, last time I checked, when I chucked some bacon and some egg... In with some pasta, it was called carbonara. <laughs> but no, this is Sicilian eggs. Is it? Yes. Uh. Um, the egg flow. <laughs> this place's Geography. breakfast pasta is the upshot when bacon and eggs on toast take a trip from Melbourne to southern Italy and back again. No, that doesn't. It's called carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Macur- Macurini, a slinky twist of pasta, stands in for toast. Uh, it's tossed with crisped um, gornisale cured pork jowl, subbing for bacon. Oh, so they've gone all fancy, you know. Yeah, well, pork and bacon are the same thing. It comes from the same creature, doesn't same it? Is not peas. And As meat. Homer Simpson said, mm, the pig, mm. man's greatest gift." Yeah, there you go. So it's got you know, so just to fancy it up, it's got peas and mint. And well, see, with, that's incorrect as well. Then so, top with salted ricotta and a slow-cooked egg. If you um, have a carbonara yes. and you put peas in it, that's it's, called, carbonara. it's called a campagnola. Oh, campagnola. Campagnola. Ah. I make that a bit. That oh. sounds like it comes from Calabria. No, it's from uh, it's from Italia. Okay. Mambo Italiana. Okay. Anyway, um, hey, while you're someone's on, gone fancy and decided to call Parmesan. Parmes, yeah, go food uh, again. Called, you um, said to me that there was a thing about the Parma and the Parma. Yes. Let's have a crack. Let's have a crack. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you the burning question. Yes. Do you think that um, – well, let me give you some background first, right? right? Do uh, that. Call out for food-related word contributions. To the, there's an Australian National Dictionary, uh, Dictionary has deepened the long-standing divide between two rival Australian factions. Mm. Those who believe a chicken parmigiana is a parmi. P-A-R-M-I. P- yes. And those who are ready to die on the hill <laughs> for parma. P-A-R-M-A. M-A. Mm. Right? Still on my boat? Yes. Good. I reckon this – when it gets to it, is going to be Sydney versus Melbourne. Yes! That's what's going to be. You're scaring me today because you're right, you're, you're mind-reading me. Yes. So Because I reckon it's exactly that. Yes. I reckon it's a Melbourne versus Sydney thing. I right? think it is. Both Parmi and Parma are on the list of Australian uh, food words to be included in the annual update of the Australian National University's Dictionary as researchers elect to remain neutral. Of course okay. they do. That's Canberra, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's where right in are. the middle. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Just get, get the splinters out of your backside that's and it. get off the fence. Get off the fence. <laughs> Director-in-Chief Editor, Dr. Amanda Lewison, says there's quotational evidence to support both iterations. <laughs> but, but why do we have to go to that sort of voice when we say iterations? <laughs> but further research must be done to determine which originated first and where. Now, that might be getting to the crux of things, right? Right. I understand why people want to call it parmy, because in the true spelling of the word, it's, it's P-A-R-M-I, right. and, it's, and it's not P-A-R-M-A. Yeah. But I, I re- call it, and I'm a Victorian, I yeah. call it a parma. Well, I reckon if you walked into a pub in Melbourne and said, can I have a parmy in a pot, you'd be thrown out. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> because I've never heard that. I've heard... Do you want to go and have a pot and a palmer on a Friday? Most pubs will have a Tuesday special yeah, and written yeah, uh-huh. on the chalkboard outside right. of the establishment will be pot and palmer, yeah. $15. Yeah, correct. Now, this is going to be the disappointment piece. Right. Stand by. 
market research conducted by Arnott's. Arnott's? Arnott's, yeah. They're so, biscuit yeah, makers. Last time I thought, yeah, exactly. When do they last They're go near, branching when out. When do they go near a chicken? <laughs> they got chicken palmer um, biscuits no, now. Chicken biscuits, yeah. Well, probably. they do, actually. Well, they chicken in a biscuit. Conducted uh, by Arnott's in 2020 revealed... Um, now, I'll... Uh, we've read the article, I think. So, forty-five percent of Australians prefer to use the word "palmy." Forty, how many? Forty-five, right? And only thirty-four percent say "palma." Yeah, but they haven't polled enough people in Victoria. Yeah, but I want to know what the other twenty-one percent do, because that only adds up to seventy-nine. They just have a schnitzel anyone. with gravy. Yeah, they <laughs> they have a pie and sauce. <laughs> Oh, no, no, says Sydney publican Chris Deal when asked if patrons oh, ever Sydney. asked... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ever asked for a palmer at the Surrey Hills establishment, the Dove and Olive. Dove and Olive, that'll be. Uh, palmy is what <laughs> palmy is what we use here. The full word is parmigiana, so it makes sense. Chef and author of The Kitchen Think, Anthony Telford, says people who prefer to say palmer are trying too hard to be colloquial. What? No. Punts. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's, and then... The, it's, and then it's, I think it's a very much a Sydney Melbourne dastardly Dan decided to weigh in. Oh, no, it's called a parma. Couldn't give a toss what he thinks. But yeah. Collingwood Pub, now we're getting back in the wheelhouse. Yeah. Collingwood Pub, the Grace Darling... Now that's the, that's the Grace Darling as opposed to the Grace Starling. Yes. Yes, that's another pub, I think. The Grace Darling Hotel committed the abbreviation to paper with each menu bearing the word Parma rather than Parmigiana. I can't even remember the last time I heard someone use the word Parmy, says General Manager Eleanor Gill. Abbreviations, pub favourite, is just one example of Australia's propensity to play with their food. Australians don't just eat a meal, says wordsmith David Astle. I've heard that name before. We've, we've, we've heard the name David Astle. What oh, it's probably the great Parma debate of 1984. We have Tucker. Grub, barmies, uh, bar, bar, barbies, nosh, scran. Yeah. What's a scran? I'll tell you in a minute. Yeah, right. On. A fab spread, a decent feed, a stick, uh, or stick our snouts in the trough for a pig out. Well done. Well, um, I'm going to go and get my thesaurus now and figure all that out while we take a little break. Righto. All right. Okay. So we've been digging out what a scran is. What's a scran? A scran. I always thought a scran was like... Um, I've oh, never heard of the word scran. Scran was a... I always thought it was a... Um, oh, you know, like a, a, a mixed selection of different nuts or something like that. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Righto. Well, it uh, looks like something else. So while you do that... Um, uh, he then goes on to say he'd like to see Dim Sim in the Food Dictionary. Yeah, I don't know. Scran slang for grub, like grub. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's right like on. grub. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's get some um, wee scran. So it's got a bit of Scottish derivation. Oh, wee scran, laddie. <laughs> but this is the piece I really like. So he says, I'd like to see Dim Sim in the Food Dictionary. Yes. Says Victor Leon. No, you wouldn't have Dim Sim in the Food Dictionary. You'd have Dim- Dimmy. Yeah, dimmies. Dimmies. Yeah. Or dim sum. Or dimmies. Yeah. Uh, because um, he says, you, well, this particular chap says, uh, Victor Leong, do you know who he is? No. He is chef and owner of Lee Ho Fook. I've eaten there. Good food. Yeah. I actually know one of the sous chefs now, there. if I'm not mistaken, isn't Lee Ho Fook in the Werewolves of London song? Yes, yes, it could be. I reckon. I'm going to get a bit of beef chow mein. Oh, Weevils of London. Yes, very good. Thank you. Warren Zevon. Warren Zevon, yeah. It's a completely um, Australian-Chinese invention and much loved by all. That's the dimmy, that is. So anyway, there we go. Well, Um, we've solved that debate. It's a palmer. Well, it's a palmer, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And all you Sydney people can... um, Get on board or go back to Sydney, quite frankly. Anyway. On the next bus out. What have you got for me? Well, this this is funny. This if is you, funny. Yeah, I think you might have seen this on the nightly news bulletin, but it's this fake IPL game. 
Oh, yes. They, you might they, have they, seen they this. They went and got uniforms oh, and, so, and they stitched up the Russians. It's so good because it's an anti-Russian. Sorry to apologise yeah. to all our Russian listeners. But what happened? <laughs> Just imagine the genius behind this, right? So they've gone, well, we'll set up a fake betting site. Yes. And we'll put on a fake cricket game, right? Yes. So, uh, and then we'll live stream it. So they've gone round and they've hired all these labourers and local unemployed people. Yes. They've, they've kitted them out yes. in IPL uniforms. <laughs> oh, the love Uniforms it. that purport to be IPL. Yes. Um, you know, so they've, because you know, made in India, so they were made in China, they're going to so be fake. So, so they've gone to Phuket. No, the they've no, the markets. No, they've hired a... Just bought complete they hi- uniforms. They hired a farmer's field, oh, right, mowed it, levelled it, put yeah. a pitch in, yeah. and if you've seen it, They've got orange cones on it to oh, really? dictate for where, the boundary. The, where the pitch is. Oh, for where the pitch is. <laughs> oh, because you couldn't distinguish it between the rest of the field. They gave them fake team names. They had the kit on, as I said. And um, they had crowd noise effects that downloaded from the internet to make the ambience appear authentic. So as if the... They hired a guy <laughs> who could do an impersonation of the commentator Harsha Bogle. Oh. So good. <laughs> He's a impersonator. Yes. Right. They had umpires with walkie-talkie sets, right, <laughs> yes. to officiate. Right. Yeah. And um, they they were so good. The uh, the the fake people were telling the players via the umpires for the walkie-talkie whether to score runs or get out, depending on the instructions they were given. Right. Depending on the amount of coin that was being loaded up. Correct. And then they were sending it all off via the uh, YouTube and oh. the streamer to Russia, and they were collecting coin off the unsuspecting punter. So you could only make See, the assumption. So I know it's a, I know it's a con, and they got busted, and they're in trouble. But isn't it genius? Well, it's genius, but the, the, yeah, that's the, the sort of the, stunt you'd pull on April one. Well, the thing that I find most hilarious is that you could only make the assumption that not a single Russian on this planet has ever seen a game of cricket, <laughs> because if the, if there was ever a pitch that was de- determined and outlined <laughs> by orange witches hats, determined no. to be an IPL match, let alone the score was seven for nine, <laughs> <laughs> it'll um they'll bet on. Anything oh, crawling too, up, anything yeah, crawling up a wall in Russia, but I think that's brilliant for for a country that's that's the birthplace of scammers and hoaxes and hackers. Yep, it's just good that someone's got one back on them. Yeah. So, huh? um, did did they get the money back? Yeah, they busted them. Yeah, yeah and they're in a bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble. Yeah, you think they might be deported to Russia? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I reckon they might find their way. I think the organisers are in a bit of trouble. I don't think the people that participate. No, no, no. I, I, I completely understand that. You're not quite with me on this. I'll guarantee you those blokes end up in a Russian prison and not from their native country. Maybe, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. See that shipping container going past? Yeah, that's, yeah. you're in that. Yeah, a little bit of noise you're coming out of there. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was the funny, oh. my funny story of the week. I just saw it. And if, 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 if you get a chance, you can YouTube probably. All yeah, I think I'll, I'll need to Google do it. that. I'll have to do the that. The bowling actions on some of the blokes defy description. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> there's more chuckers in, the, oh, in this game than oh, you've seen. And they're swinging for the rafters with the bat. Really? Oh, yeah. Whoosh, do you think they've ever picked up a bat before? Uh, no. Well, everyone in India has picked up a bat. Everyone, in, yeah, everyone in India can bat and bowl. Yeah, that's true. To yeah, a level. Yeah, that's right. true. Yep. So no question about that. Wow, we lovely. Got it. So then, the, my next one. Yes. This this is this is the headline, and this is just the only interesting thing about this article is the headline yeah. because it's sub-editing. <laughs> well, this will again. be over pretty quick. Sub-editing. <laughs> Teenager avoids getting stuck in jail over thirty thousand pound Wrigley's chewing gum heist. See the stuck in jail bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a. It's basically a story. They they nicked a lorry load of chewing gum. That's a lot of chewing gum. Nineteen pellets of chewing gum. Thirty thousand quid. Yeah, the Wrigley's chewing gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thirty thousand quid. That's a lot. They cut open the side of a vehicle. What did they think they were going to do with it? Oh, shift it. (laughs) Chew it. I don't know. Eat it for the next hundred forty years. Anyway, they got busted. Um, but uh, they avoid they avoided getting stuck in jail. That was the oh, bit I yeah, liked, you know, because right. we like a sub editing. Yeah, yeah. We, we like a little when boom. we when we can a little yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. a little <laughs> bit of or a, maybe a one one, 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 one. Yeah, correct. Um, so there you go. 
Well, in the day and age uh, that we live in of absolute political correctness, and you know we've uh, we've had a word to Sir Bufton Tufton, and he's cleared this. He says it's okay. Mm, so sure. The, 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 the hyphen's given us the go here. Good. Because, well, it's, it's in print, so I'm, I'm merely reproducing said story. Yep. Um, it goes, what was the point of of the long fight for women's rights and female equality if anyone can be a woman and biology doesn't matter. I could just about leave it at that, couldn't I? Careful. You reckon? Careful. It's in the paper. All right. It's in print. Right. Um, or do you think we're on the back of a lawsuit? <laughs> no, but, the, but this is the point. It's easy to think that identity uh, politics and transgender activism is just a matter of being nice to minority groups. Unfortunately, political correctness is now so rampant in just about every official body that biological women are at risk of being cancelled across the board. Last week, it was revealed that several Australian hospitals, in a bizarre attempt at inclusion, this is not, not my words, this is the article, had ditched the term mother. What? From official medical, from official Medicare forms in favour of the ideologically loaded birthing parent. You're not, yeah. you're not allowed to be called a mother anymore. Yeah. yeah. How's your birthing parent? Is it's she getting right? interesting. Because are these the same people that want you to chest feed now? I, probably. Hmm. I'm not sure. Got to be a little careful, mate, because there's sensitive souls out there I, that'll take offence at get, all this sort I of get stuff. It. But, uh, I get it, but it just... It's nonsense from... <laughs> Our perspective. But and straight off the back of that, yeah. if I may, because if I'm not already going in at yeah. this governor's pleasure, I probably will You be might now. be called up to the headmaster's yeah, office. Yeah, I might so get You might have to do, I must not do political correct gags. <sighs> right out there a hundred times. A Norwegian theologian has prompted much flapping of cassocks after suggesting that churches Flapping of a what? Of cassocks. Right. Flapping of cassocks. Right. What's a cassock? I don't know. You better look it up. <laughs> Nobody, don't ask stupid finished. questions. I thought you'd um, cleared all this with the lawyer, Scott. Um, no, I don't want a flapping cassocks. So, if you thought the last one was good, wait for this one. Churches should stop referring to God as he or him. It's a garment worn by the clergy, mate. So, you want to be so careful that not too the... many of them are flapping around. Right. Because that's a whole other so can of worms you'll get. Churches should stop referring to God as he or him. Oh, so, good eye. All right. Uh, anyway, so might be time for a song, I think we, Scotty. Well, let's just let's move on from that. What nonsense. have you got now? Is anything tied into the theme? No, of, of, no. Uh, or you no, just got I'm something just random. Bone ass lazy today. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be. Oh, what? We're just going to have bat out of hell or something. <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be bothered doing a thing. <laughs> Be, if, I'm, I'm driving in thinking, for well, our listeners, you know, you'll I, have an article that'll I'll, be tied to the article I'll put somehow. put a lot of time and effort into this show, but some weeks you just can't be asked. You know, we'll talk about food, or you'll play hot potato, hot potato or something. <laughs> no, what I decided, I heard a, heard a song the other day that I liked that I hadn't heard for a while. Right. So that's about what you're getting yeah, today. Right so you're going to get, you're going to get this song and I'll tell you what it is a little bit later.
the dream Between the click of the light and the star of the dream Between the click of the light and the star of the dream Between the click of the light and the star of the dream Arcade Fire there, Scotty. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> you, know who they, you know who they are, don't you? Who's Arcade Fire? Arcade Fire, they're quite a successful band. They get around a bit. From which from, country? From Canada. Never heard of them? Oh, well, I haven't, I haven't. thought you might have heard of this song because you I talk. Think I've heard, I think I've heard of the band. You talk a lot about cars, so I just thought I'd play oh, yeah, a song okay. called No Cars Go. Yeah. It's uh, sort of about, uh, sort of my segue to how... Petrol cars are going to be superseded by electric cars, no cars go. You see that? Yeah. That's common. Just had to think of a segue in the last five minutes, and that's the best I've got for you. <laughs> in the last five seconds. <laughs> um, anyway. No, my, cla- you- my Canadian collection is not wide nor deep. Right. Uh, listen, I will be back in a sec, but I do want to talk to you about a couple of things, okay. including a new world record. Yeah, good. Okay. Right. And uh, we're back, and we are the Two Smoking Guns, we and are. you are listening to, they you are. may be listening to Southern FM, if Could you're be. listening to this show live, if they or can't. you may be listening to a us pod- on Google FM. Or, or a podcast. Or a potty. Or a potty. Now, I did mention that I wanted to talk because we talk about Guinness World Records, and we're going to do one one day. <laughs> we we threaten it for years. <laughs> got to keep finding one, and I keep offering up suggestions to you, and you keep knocking them back. Well, I mean, there's it's for me, it's the obvious one. You know, yeah, the men's one hundred meter trolleys. Yeah, it's the eating young, the most dumplings the in one city. The men's one hundred trolleys. Yeah, I know that. I know you. <laughs> you've been training on that all your life. I know that, but I. I keep throwing them up and you keep knocking them back because, because they are you're unachievable. Well, they either show tre- what a lack of tremendous discipline. tremendous amounts of dexterity or fitness. <laughs> what was the one you did find that we thought we actually could do? I don't know. I reckon this is a chance. Yeah, this one. Okay, what is it? A man from the US has broken a new record by becoming the fastest man ever to push a peanut uh, peanut. To be careful there. Watch those new the teeth. fastest man to push a peanut up a mountain using his nose. Oh, for <laughs> God's sake. You might think that the record would also make him the only man to push a peanut, peanut up a mountain with his schnoz, but you would be wrong. Seriously? 
53-year-old Bob Salem. 53, this bloke. Yeah. Well, no, he's, no. He's got no nose now either. He's the fourth person to oh, attempt this. Oh, the fourth this. one? Yes. And Who was the first peanut? And it, and it, <laughs> <laughs> well done. So he's at, the, he's at the top of Pikes Peak, Colorado on Friday morning, peanut finishing Pikes. his efforts <laughs> after seven days oh, pushing peanuts. you got to be joking. With his schnoz. How, how far has he pushed it? 100 metres? That's a, it's a, well, it's seven days worth. It's a fair go, right? Yes. So he was interviewed after. Yeah. He explained his technique. He had to do much of the work at night to avoid the blistering heat and the distractions on the mountain. When I did it in the daylight, I have to stop every 10 minutes and take some pictures, talk to people, all of that. So it kind of dragged on a bit. Um, over the course of the week, he reckons he got through two dozen peanuts because some of them would fall through the cracks in the rocks. <laughs> so he had to take ah, a bag of peanuts with ah, him. So he didn't, it wasn't one original peanut? No. <laughs> no. Along the way, his diet consisted of peanuts. <laughs> and beer. <laughs> and uh, when he got to the top of the mountain, there was a representative to hand him the award for his peanut effort. Um, so good on Bob from Colorado, uh, who I'm, is the new world record holder of pushing a peanut I up a mountain see, I, with his nose. I want to see a picture of Bob's proboscis. Well, he I saw it, and he wears a prosthetic proboscis. A prosthetic He wears a mask one. on his face Does with he? a long pointer that uses to push said peanut. So he looks like Hannibal Lecter he looks with, like a Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> with a cone Or an anteater. <laughs> Pushing oh. peanuts up a mountain. God's sake. Huh? Seriously. You know, that Kate control. Bush song, Running Up That Hill, this is pushing peanuts up that hill. Yeah. Huh? Righto. What do you think, Scotty? We're a chance at that one? Bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'll keep trying to find yeah, ones, mate, just, that uh, might suit you. But, uh, now, uh, you know I've uh, brought to the table a couple of times some loony poems that have been... Uh, yeah, quite profound, and what's happened to Ma- Michael? Still has a has a, well, a cartoon or a yes, thing well, in the paper the, most there's days. A, there's a, a loony poem. Does he I, not? That I came across, but I, I'd like you to um, see if you could decipher it or give it some form of explanation for me, because right. I'm actually a little bit lost with this one. Right. So stand by. Okay. Am I okay? Um, and this might go back to one of our previous conversations a few minutes ago. I'm not sure. Um, he identified as a person with no identity, a nobody, a nothing, a strange non-entity. He wasn't quite the average bloke. He was beyond belief and beyond a joke. Blank and hollow like an empty space with a vacant smile upon his face and a faraway look in his haunted eyes which made you think he might be wise. An insightful genius with nothing dim. In fact, there were many who identified with him. And said he was cool and deep and amazing. But he said nothing and went on gazing. Gazing at the sky, the floor, the wall. Trying to think of nothing at all. That's a lovely poem. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And uh, You're in the same camp as me? I think it's about nothing. <laughs> I think it's about trying to think of nothing at all. <laughs> I'm just not quite sure. It was uh, I read it, I've read it about five times, and I'm trying to think whether he's stuck between worlds. Yes, of, of potentially. Maybe, maybe gender worlds. I, I, I don't know. Are they talking Middle about Earth, his maybe? no identity, or right. whether, in fact, he's he's got no shoes on. He's just sitting on a chair. There's a little flower in front of him. He doesn't look as though he's got a laptop or. A wallet or keys, or so maybe he's just sitting there thinking, oh, "I'm just going to sit here and think of nothing at all," which is actually pretty hard to do, isn't it? Because wouldn't you have to be thinking to think nothing at all? <laughs> ah, well, so you, I don't know. There's an art to that. It's called meditation, I think. Yeah, and well, all the gurus anyway, practice I, it. I thought it was a lovely poem. It's a lovely but poem. I, I was trying to understand its meaning, but maybe you're not meant to try and decipher it. Maybe well, some just, things aren't meant to be understood. Scotty, Clearly a bit like this program. 
It reminds me of a great old saying that I used to hear when someone something was a bit confusing or interesting. It said it was, it was like an enigma wrapped up in a riddle in a dark room that isn't there. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's got me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, there um, you go. Now, um, we're gonna, there seems to be a whole bunch of subs that are floating around the, our fair waters. We haven't got any. No. And we, know, and we have established, too, yep. that uh, Romania's got one. Yes, it does. Yes. Yes, it's on land. <laughs> it goes a, round and it, round the Black Sea because it, it can't escape. It's a display. <laughs> um, we did do that one time, yeah, didn't no, we? We, we did, listed absolutely. all the subs that are in the world and how many countries but how anyway, many are owned by each country. Um, there's just a couple of words here you just don't want to hear. Drone helicopters that hunt Russian submarines. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, yeah, I don't mind that. They're being developed for the Royal Navy to free yep. up pilots for other missions. So we're going to send up said drone. Drone, yeah. Um, and I guess in case anything untoward might happen to said drone, then there's no loss of life. Well, that's right. I think drones are... Um, didn't, didn't, weren't there drones in the Top Gun movie? Uh, I reckon there were, were drones. There? Yes. In what scene? Well, I don't remember, but... Pretty sure I saw a couple. Oh, you, oh, you went to gold class. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, trials will test whether the drones can easily drop small tube-shaped um, sono boys. They track submarines using sonar and send data yeah. to the drone, which can alert a crewed helicopter if necessary. The Minister of Defence will give UK aerospace firm Leonardo $110 million over four years to design and develop a three-ton demonstrator. Three ton. That's a big drone. That's a big drone. It's mm. called a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, no, it's big. Um, They're going to use them more and more in firefighting too, Scotty. It, well, that makes perfect sense yeah. because then they can sort of really pinpoint hot spots yeah. and use cameras. And, That's it. Uh, it's expected to carry out its first flight in 2025. Excellent. So it's only going to take four years to develop it. Oh, that's good though. Drone technology's come a long way. Yes. Do you own a drone? Uh, there is a drone in my house. Yeah. Yes, several, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 You've got to be careful with them, though. Well, I think so. Privacy issues. and yes. You've got to be very careful where you use them. And the, uh, the the airspace you use them at. See, yeah. If you fly them over the beach, certainly there might be privacy considerations. Yeah, you get yourself on a whole word of drone pain. Drone pain. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a new saying. Drone pain. Drone pain. You heard it here first, folks. Well, this, is, this isn't drone pain, but this is a great story. And check this picture out. Well, I was um, say, this is really good for the listeners at home. I was going to say, it looks like you've got an ad for a whole but bunch it, of stoves. No, it looks, like, it looks like the ad for that movie E.T. Oh, many years ago. Remember when all the kids were on their bikes? Or and Stranger Things. Looking, or Stranger Have Things. Have you seen that yet? Not yet. Oh, no, you keep banging on about that one. these kids on bikes on Stranger right Things. Right, yeah. So this is the pink glow that lit up northwest Victoria, prompting a gossip about aliens in Mildura. What? what? Yeah. Yeah, this is through the week. So there was a light source coming from the ground, casting an eerie glow over the region, and you can see... Our listeners at home, I'm holding up a picture of a pink sky. That's a bit UFO-ish. It's very UFO-ish. One Facebook user asked, are there aliens in Mildura? Wow. I've been to Mildura. (laughs) (laughs) And there might be a couple. (laughs) Fears that the fictional TV show Stranger Things could be a reality were allayed when the Can Group confirmed that the light was from its facility. And you know what the facility is? Uh, pig farm? It's medicinal cabinets, <laughs> oh, cannabis <really>? uh, factory. <laughs> so, over here, over here. <laughs> so, totally try, legal, Try apparently. to be discreet. Unlike just... many of the uh, <laughs> cannabis growing areas around Mildura back in the good old days uh, yes, okay. of Donald Mackay yeah, and whatnot. Right. So, yes, now it's a perfectly legal medicinal cannabis growing centre. And they'd basically left the lights on uh, and hadn't put the blockout curtains on. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scared uh, for Bill Jura. Whoever left that night failed wow. to close the curtains. Oh, too funny. And uh, normally the blackout blinds would come down automatically and block out that light. So these are all the lights that are growing the plants, right? Yes, exactly so right. why are they so pink? Well, they're pink and yellow. They're all yeah. sorts of different yeah, colours. Um, and they've, they've lit up the sky. Yeah. Forgot to close the blinds, Scotty. Now, I would have thought... Now, this is a legal facility. Yes. But if you're growing... Any hydroponically driven activity, and yes. it's not legal. Yes. 
You'd want to make sure the blackout court, the curtains are on, wouldn't you? you, you first rule. First light. rule of illegal growing just, stuff. Turn, turn the lights off. On the the li- no, we need the lights on. <laughs> For growing. For growing. No, true. But anyway, so not to worry. Um, there was even someone on a flight coming from Mildura back to Melbourne who flew over it and thought it was a UFO. Yeah, well, and even the pilots were a bit interested be, in it. If, if you'd never seen that before, and if, they, if they'd always managed to close said curtains, then that would be a little bit alarming for the first time. I in unfortunate think. news for the Can Group, um, the uh, medicinal cannabis crops are normally grown in strict secrecy uh, oh, for various oh, yeah, reasons of theft, theft and whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, they've given away their location oh, now. Yes. <laughs> it's time to move. Could be time to move. Wow. Anyway, so I just thought that was interesting through the week because we could have had a UFO. Uh, that whole piece around medicinal cannabis, um, it quite fascinates me yeah. because it would seem anecdotally that um, the, uh, the the documentation that's coming out around that is that it's just got wonderful benefits yes, it for does. so many different people. With I, different have, ab- I know several young people who have... Afflictions. Afflictions, yes. and they're on it, and it calms them down, and it, uh, it's very good for them. Well, and for people that are in chronic pain, it's yeah, also very so, good so for people. So that being the case, I, it seems to be a slow burn, pardon the pun. Well, I, I know people who have got in early and invested heavily in this. Right. So yeah. I don't think it's a slow burn at all. And in fact, um, uh, I think you'll be surprised how much it's gaining traction. Is it, is it just going to go I think it? what happens is the, the current... Uh, GP network or the current doctor, they don't tend typically refer right. people to it. People right. find it their own way. Right. Or uh, alternative therapies people will direct them towards yeah. it. Because I, 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 I did see a story a while back about a husband and wife that were having to get it illegally yeah. for their young son because of the benefits that it was well, delivering not, to them. Illi- before it was made legal. It's not illegal anymore, but you need to have it referred to you, I believe, yeah, by right. a medical practitioner. Yeah, okay. And I think the trials and sorts of stuff are being worked through so they understand it. Right. It, it, it does work. So, of course, it's not the uh, the dope that's got the... What's it, the no, no, no. It's, no the I understand THC it. or whatever it is in it. I tell you what, there was a... Or there might be a few more aliens in Mildura if that was the case. Well, I did read an interesting article the other day and there was uh, there's a group of people, and this is illegal... But they're starting to, and, and in fact, it's it's quite widespread. Allegedly, they're taking very small amounts of LSD, um, and, and I'm talking like 0.5 percent. So not you know what the did back in the 60s and 70s, where you know they wrote music and mm. <laughs> um, and it's apparently got some quite incredible benefits in very very small doses and not used over a long period of time. But um, what that is, I'm not quite All sure. All things but... in moderation, Scotty. <laughs> well, yeah, just, just, just take your LSD sure. in moderation, yeah, <laughs> girls and boys. Probably not at all, but anyway. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to share with me? I was going to go to low-alcohol beer after that, but I won't bother. Oh, really? Actually, I had, I had some, some no-alcohol beer. I did too. Last week? I did, I did on uh, Sunday. It was awful. Saturday. What was it? Carlton Zero. Can you go and try Heineken Zero? Oh, I will. Try Heineken. I tried. So I tried for yeah. you. Yeah. I was try trying it. to be good. Try. It's and it tasted so sweet. No, I couldn't drink it. Uh, it's not the same. No. By any stretch, really. But there's a reason Heine, for that. But Heine, <laughs> Heine, the Heineken one. Okay, I'll give it. Close we're not, as I've not, come no. to a genuine We, sh- we shouldn't be promoting, taste. promoting the brand. No, no, no. We will just anyway. The, I will go and try it for you, just for you. Okay, and I'll report back. Yeah, right. But on. I see. I am trying my best <laughs> to to broaden my horizons. Huh? Okay. So right. what else you got? Um, give me a quickie. Well, we'll wrap this baby up. Uh, well, I'll just give you a sort of a, a quick. Get home and drink no alcohol was, um, wine. No, they're just. Yeah. This is all about kids learning languages, and I'll I'll, I'll, to, I'll cut through it super fast. But basically, they're teaching kids as young as two, three, and four years of age all these different languages. Yeah, well, right? that's because their brain brains are flexible. So, see, don't be startled if the four-year-old preschooler starts chatting to you in English, mixed with a smattering of Japanese and a few words in. Wurrung, so this is the language of oh, yes. the Melbourne uh, original the local indigenous mob. people. The local yes, mob, correct. Yeah. And we've had this discussion the other week. Yeah, yeah, um, 
So pre- preschoolers start learning another language from the age of three. Oh, I think it's a fantastic thing. Oh, I do too. Um, and Should it says it, it. It, it broadens their horizons, their way of thinking. In fact, there's one particular school, no names, no pack drill, but the first half an hour, the teacher will either speak in, in say, French or Chinese, and all of the students are encouraged to just have multiple conversations with each other for that first half an hour. So it's like a free fall where you can just go and say whatever you want. You know, I like your top, you know, your shoes are lovely. or In any know, language you like. Well, preferably in the language that the teacher's talking. So the teacher's actually helping them. So it's not sort of a structured class as such. It's just this little... Um, it's like free painting. I, I like guess. that. Yeah. Free so, form. So um, first half an hour of the day, I think it's a great thing. Well, we should do that on this show. So next show. <laughs> we have enough trouble speaking <laughs> English and you want to go and find another language. I'll tell you what, there's one way we can speak another language and it's called Swahili. Yeah, well, we're pretty good at that. On that anyway, note. Anyway, righto, mate. See you later, Chad. See you, buddy. See you next week. Bye now.